Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Listen 90 minutes from wherever you are. Andy Kamenetsky is in today for shit on him. And Lindsay Baseball is standing by with what we all need to know. Well, this is a very interesting what you need to know, and it's something that I think everyone should know, even though it doesn't apply in the U.S. Women are now legally permitted to swim topless in swimming pools in Berlin, Germany, thanks to a new regulation. The announcement came after a woman filed a discrimination complaint back in December against a pool that barred her from entry because she was topless. Regulations for Berlin's public pools only stipulate that swimmers must wear, quote, commercial swimwear and they don't specifically name any gender specific requirements so authorities agreed that the woman had been a victim of discrimination and ruled that all visitors to berlin's public pools including women and those who identify as non-binary are permitted to go topless from now on so that's what you need to know cappy yeah they should have a law that's like for people like me where we're not allowed to go topless you know like, I should be forced to always have a shirt on. Oh, stop. <laughs> Two shirts. There, really, there should never be any pool anywhere on planet Earth where they allow me to take my shirt off. And well, that would be fine by me. Yeah, two shirts, because the first shirt, once you're wet, you can see through it. Like, you need a second layer of shirt once you're in that pool. I would have thought, honestly, in Berlin, it was mandatory to swim topless. <laughs> like, Berlin's wild, man. That's a wild city. Yeah, and they're, they're the second, um, like, major city in Germany to, like, have such a regulation slash law slash whatever you want to call it. I mean, I just don't understand why everybody can't go topless everywhere around the world. I mean, Except boobs you. are just boobs. Except me, other than me, of course. <laughs> other than you. It's a right. very, <laughs> right. very specific law. Right. The whole world should be able to be topless other than me. It's the Kaplan well, law. I mean, now I feel like people, if people hear this, they're going to have to look into their local laws and regulations or whatever, because whoever filed the discrimination complaint has a point. Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, unless they specifically say, like, women must have their breasts covered, which I don't know. Do they get that far in those type of rules and regulations? Then if it doesn't say that and it just says that you must wear swimwear. It's like then, the, it's like the way managers figured out you can move the left fielder into the infield right, to, to right. mess with the shift rules. It's a loophole. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not listen, I'm not saying that everybody should go topless, but if, you know, I mean, for those of you that should, you should. You feel me? <laughs> Again, everyone but you. If you got it, <laughs> flaunt it. You yeah. Know? Let us take a look. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is rather close to soliciting, Catholic. I was going to say, this, this is really this is dangerously close. Really? I feel like this is definitely more about, you know, like body positivity and discrimination and not like, yeah, I want to see your boobs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a nude beach not too far from where I live. Mm -hmm. And on occasion, I will walk on that beach and um, they're all shapes and sizes. And the fact of the matter is, I'm just going to be honest about it, I look at all of them. 
I look at every one of them. <laughs> and they're all looking at you with your shirt on. Right, they're all looking at me fully clothed. <laughs> We're not surprised you're yeah. looking at everyone. Checking everybody out, Laura. Serious, serious queen. No. Guys, girls, big, small. This is Cap saying he is secure in his masculinity. True. Th- this is just looking around. There's nothing more to it. You're just looking around. Yeah, I'm like, you people are naked on the beach. I'm walking on this beach. There ain't no rule against me having to wear clothes on this beach, so I'm dressed. You're not. I'm checking you out. Yeah, every, everybody there is, it, if, if nothing else, they are comfortable with being checked out. Like, I'm True not going to say that they're all going there to be checked out, but by definition, you're comfortable with Cappy taking a look. That's right. Thank you for that, Andy Kamenetsky. Sure. Mahi Break, Hermano. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what you need to know. It's brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So let me ask you a question. We've had kind of a big week, I feel like. Um, when I say big, I mean, like, in, in terms of sports, you had the World Baseball Classic finale with Japan and the U.S., and you had the, the Otani-Trout you know, duel, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You had the Lakers with a big win over the Suns, even though the Suns are shorthanded. The Lakers are, too, so who cares? Um, you know, you got to have that win, which they did. Uh, big day yesterday around the NCAA basketball tournament, including UCLA last night, and this dramatic come-from-behind almost win and then loss. So it's, it's been a really, really fun week, you know? Did you watch a lot of the World Baseball Classic? I'll, I'll explain why I'm asking all these days later. Not a ton of it. I did see the closing. I, well, I'll just be fully transparent. I saw the Otani Trout at bat. That is really what I saw. But that in and of itself was event television. That was amazing. If you didn't see anything else other than that at bat in the entire World Baseball Classic, that would be like getting to the Super Bowl and there's four seconds left and somebody's about to walk the game off with a last-second field goal. That, that would be like getting to an NBA Finals Game 7, having never watched a game all season long. There's three seconds to go, and your team hits a walk-off three. Yeah. But you know what? I would take it when you were talking about like the field goal comparison. To me, this would be like it's too far out for a field goal. You have to get a touchdown. You've got Jerry Rice lining up against like Deion Sanders. You know, like prime shutdown corner versus goat receiver going up against each other one-on-one for all the marbles. Like it was that sort of thing because Otani and Trout, those are the two best players in baseball. Right, right. Which brings me to why I brought this all up. So this past week, Forbes released their valuations for Major League Baseball teams. Andy, can you kind of figure out who's the most valuable team in baseball? Until I hear otherwise, it's the Yankees. The Yankees are estimated their value at $7.1 billion. Sounds about right. Okay. Take a guess as to who's next. Dodgers. Okay. What do you suppose the Dodgers are worth if the Yankees are worth $7.1? Uh, I'll go 6.8. 4.8. Really? Yeah, big drop, right? Wow. Surprising. Big drop. That is shocking, actually. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought so, also. I was like, really? I mean, like, that, that much less? The Dodgers versus the Yankees? Very surprised. Who do you suppose is number three on this list? It's all coming together here, people. Stick with me. Okay. Intuitively, I would say the Mets. Another big, you know, another big market, prestige organization. But because we were talking about Otani and Trout, I'm going to say the Angels. Okay. Well, let me just fill you in. Yankees number one, Dodgers number two. 
Red Sox number three at four point five billion. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Cubs four at four point one billion. Giants number five at three point seven billion. Mets sixth at two point nine billion. And Andy, here's where things get kind of weird. The Angels are listed by Forbes as the seventh most valuable franchise in baseball at two point seven billion dollars. That seems low. Does it? That seems really low to me. Just just being in LA, just being in LA makes it feel like it would be worth three to four just on that alone. Well, I know a guy who works for the Angels. I know a guy. You got a guy? I got a guy. You always have a guy, though, Cappy. You got I, a guy for everything. I try to have a guy for just about everything. I got a guy at the Angels. When I asked him why did, did Arnie Moreno choose not to sell the team because it was up for sale, he said because the Suns sold for over four, so he thought the Angels were worth more than four. And if he didn't have a four, he wasn't selling the team. Interesting. Now, I don't know if that's really true or false. That's just my guy. But you have the two best players on the planet. Because, Andy, I don't know if you saw this week, but ESPN.com, top 100 players in baseball. Mm -hmm. Number one, Otani. Number two, Trout. Mookie Betts was in the top 10. Freddie Freeman was in the top 10. You've got four of the top 10 players playing in L.A. But one team is a perennial championship contender, and one team can't get the two best players in all of baseball on the planet to sniff the postseason. You know what's fascinating about that, too? Like, in terms of figuring out the worth of superstars in baseball, because baseball's an individual sport masquerading as a team sport. It's it's so much just about individual achievement. The Angels have the two best players, according to ESPN's rankings, and I don't think anybody would argue against that. Do you know how many players they have after two in the top 100? I'm going to guess zero. I'm going to just guess, really. Not only did they have zero... They didn't even have anybody in their like uh, side column with honorable mention players or like the hardest cut. They didn't have anybody in that either. They have, according to ESPN's baseball experts, the two best players in baseball, and I think everybody would agree, and nobody after that. So like, what's the worth of the two greatest players in the game in a sport that is so individually focused? Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I said it earlier this week. They should have traded Otani the day after the World Baseball Classic. He was the hottest thing on the planet, and besides just how great of a player he is, his whole brand, he was that much more valuable that day to the Dodgers. They should have made that trade that day. Hey, coming up, yesterday George and I had a debate, and it's always about interpretation. I need Andy Kamenetsky to hear this and then decide his interpretation. Is Austin Reeves better than LeBron James? Marinate on that. It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap on 710. AK's in the house for Shidano. Shidano. The circle of trust seems to love Andy Kamenetsky. I love the circle of trust. They've been good to me. I know you do. I see the relationship that you have developed with these people. I mean, look, I I am open because you know there's a there's the Mason Ireland Mafia, Travis and Slee got a community. There's obviously the circle of trust. I love them all. They've they, again, they've all been really cool to me. Yeah. And did you uh, did you meet a bunch of circle of trusters? I did at the pickleball tournament. I did actually. Crypto Ray was there. Casper was there. Saw the the VP of the Handsome Man Club. Uh, no, no, no. Handsome Man Community. Handsome Man Community. My apologies. Uh, Beto and Whittier, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, He's off, a stu- superstar himself. Yeah, it's off the top of my head. I apologies to anybody that I did meet and don't remember off the top of my head. But I mean, look, the circle loves you and Sedano. They and Laura and Lindsay, they love you guys. I don't know about that. I mean, they love Sedano. No, 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 no. They love Cappy. You're a rock star to them. Oh, Stop it. Stop it. Really? Is it bing, bada, bing, bada, bing, boom, bada, bing, bada, bing, bada, bing, Is that it right there? Oh, yeah. I mean, but you're full bass to them. That's the thing. I mean, like you're like pop. You are popping bass to them. Well, let me just say this. Circle of trust, we've had a great week, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, we've had a good week, haven't we, Circle? We have had a very good week. I do want to remind everybody, though, that on Monday, Championship Monday, April 3rd, we got Gary Payton coming to hang with us out at Yamava, and I want everybody. Now, look, I get it, Andy. You know, look, it's been raining like a mofo. I get that. You know, Yamava, you got to drive a little bit. It's not too bad. But um, on Monday, April 3rd, really, the entire Mishbucha should be in the house. Give you a little friendly advice. Do not attempt a trash talk competition with Gary Payton. You're going to lose. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not He's one do of that. the notorious, like in NBA history, at trash talking. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Let's sit down and do it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Gary Payton joining us. That's going to be great. All right, let me tell you about something that George and I uh, had. A, a totally different opinion on yesterday. Did you hear what Jay Williams said yesterday morning on the ESPN National Morning Show, the Keyshawn Show that we air here on 710? Not only did I hear it, this was actually a topic discussed on today's Locked on Lakers podcast. Uh, available anywhere, Cappy, that you get your podcast Monday through Friday. There's also a YouTube component. Okay, I like that. You know I like YouTube. Yeah, when I also, you love promotion. I, I, I thought you would respect that. Total respect. By the way, Alabama number one, nine minutes and 30 seconds to go. Alabama 48, the number five seed, San Diego State, has clawed back in. It's now 48-47. Oh, my God, what a game. Come on, what SDSU, a game. SDSU. Would love to see this. Okay, so Jay Williams, I haven't heard your podcast yet. So let me throw this to you, and I want to hear your interpretation. Laura, can you play for Andy what Jay Williams said yesterday on KJM about LeBron James and his potential return to the Lakers? I want to hear how Andy interprets 
what was said. Everybody keeps saying, I wanted to set it first, right? Until I started digging down into it. Well, if you, you bring back LeBron, this team can get to the, potentially to the Western Conference Finals. How do you bring back LeBron? Like, the more I sit there and think about it, the more I think about if you bring, when you bring back LeBron in this short period, how in the hell is Austin Reeves supposed to continue to play at this level? The ball's in Austin Reeves' hands a ton. You guys know the kind of lather, the kind of rhythm that you get when the ball's in your hand? You increase the amount of possessions, the volume of possessions. I feel way more comfortable with the Rock now. <laughs> when LeBron comes back and Austin Reeves has been balling, D'Lo has been balling, right? But now you bring LeBron James back, are you going to play LeBron James off the ball? All right, AK. Again, haven't heard the podcast yet, so I don't know your reaction. This is my first time hearing it. What do you think that Jay Will is saying? And is he out of his mind because everybody has ridiculed him? Okay, he is saying that bringing LeBron back is going to disrupt the recent chemistry of this team. It's not going to allow Austin Reeves to flourish the way he has over the last few games. He's become the toast of L.A. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's a guy that's on the ball. You obviously want Anthony Davis to be in the position to carry the team like a superstar. When you bring back LeBron James into that mix you are going to disrupt all of these guys' flow and opportunity. That's what he's saying. Is he right? Respectfully to Jay Will, you're really overthinking this. <laughs> you're, you're badly overthinking it. Like the idea of bringing LeBron James, who is one of the ultimate problem solvers in NBA history and also one of the great orchestrators of offense in NBA history, the idea of reinserting that for a team that still has had some pretty sluggish offense, the idea that that becomes a problem because you're t- you're worried that you know the team doesn't get to revolve around Austin Reeves anymore, like you're overthinking it, man. You're just you're overthinking this thing. Wow. All right. Now I'll tell here- you where actually you maybe could be concerned. Okay. Defensively, bringing LeBron back because this team has actually been getting by more on defense than offense, and at this stage of his career. LeBron has to pick his spots more defensively. So what type of effect does that have? But the idea of what it does to the offense, you're overthinking it. So I told George this yesterday, and um, you know, he kind of he kind of laughed at me. But what I hear Jay Will saying is um, hey, right now, the way Austin Reeves is playing, and given how LeBron's hurt, and when he comes back, is he really going to be healthy and is he really going to be in shape? And I think you had a really good phrase just a few moments ago that he could disrupt the chemistry that has been created. Right now, Austin Reeves, for this team, he's better than LeBron James. You think he's better than LeBron right now? No, that is not what I think. That is what I hear Jay Williams saying. Do you understand the distinction? Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to clarify this. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Thank you for that. He's saying that Austin Reeves is better for this team right now than LeBron. Correct. Again, respectfully to Jay Will, you're overthinking this. You're overthinking it. I mean, he got just slammed everywhere for having a contrarian opinion. Again, like I think he, I think he actually had the wrong contrarian thought that he was bringing up. Like, if you wanted to bring this up about LeBron and the effect on the team defensively. I'll listen to that one because I think that actually is going to be something for Darvin Ham to try to scheme around a little bit and stuff like that because LeBron, even though I know he's going to try to crank it up for the playoffs, 
he's at a stage in his of his career where he has to pick his spots in certain ways. Like he can't go, you know, heedles full blast for you know for forty minutes the way he used to in his prime. He just can't do that anymore. Much less coming off an injury. But LeBron can run an offense from anywhere on the floor. Like right, I, let me let me throw this at you. You ready? Yeah. Hypothetical situation. The Lakers do finish these last ten games eight and two, which right now with nine games to go would be eight and one. Okay, mm-hmm. the Lakers do get to the sixth seed, but LeBron does not play any more regular season games. Now it's game one of the playoffs. You just reinsert him. Hmm. You just reinsert him because again, because he's LeBron. I mean, like both the he's LeBron and also the politics of it, like make that something that you can't just not play LeBron. Like not playing LeBron is going to turn into such a story that I think that becomes a bigger distraction and and chemistry thing than just figuring out what to do with him on the court. Well, what if if the medical staff says, you know, um, he's really not healthy. You know he's really not right. Ooh, he's, okay, he's, he's really risking. He's really risking a chance to get hurt worse. But LeBron is saying, "No, I gotta play. This what? team needs me. They, I, I gotta get back to my guys." Okay, this is what you're getting into now. This scenario cap is fascinating because this would mean you've got the medical staff actually coming out and speaking on the record. Like, basically saying, we don't think LeBron James should be on the court. Like, that's something that never happens. Like, it's one thing for you to hear reports that LeBron is, you know, like, basically, he's taking this into his own hands. Like, he's overruling the medical staff. But to actually hear from the medical staff and LeBron still saying, double middle fingers, I'm going out there, that's drama. That's ins- I've never heard of anything like that before. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that the medical staff will say anything publicly. I'm just saying that if the medical staff of the Lakers is making the decisions of who's playing and who's not playing, and if the medical staff were to say internally, hey, we don't think LeBron's healthy enough to play, LeBron can very easily force himself onto the floor. What if it was a one-game plan? Let- let's just say that they haven't had LeBron the rest of the way, and they're playing in the play-in, but the chemistry is good, and they kind of finished like six and four, seven and three, and they're on a good run. Do you just reinsert LeBron for the one game plan? Okay, and he, just everybody step aside, and LeBron handles things. Well, I don't think LeBron. You're going to be looking for him to take over. Like I, I doubt you're looking for LeBron to to go like thirty point triple double in a situation like that. You're just looking for LeBron to put you over the top. But again, going back to the drama scenario, because this this is fascinating. If all of a sudden for this one play-in game, for like all the marbles are just getting into the playoffs, all of a sudden you start hearing reports that LeBron really isn't healthy enough to do this, that means the medical staff is going against LeBron's wishes, or like the medical staff, the team, whoever, they are leaking this against LeBron's wishes. Unless, unless, okay, let's go like four-dimensional chess. LeBron knows he's healthy enough to play, but he's putting out, he is leaking the narrative that he can't do this because he wants to make it look more triumphant when he comes back to the court and puts up a 30-point triple-double. Now, you think Jay Will would say that, hey, Andy Kamenetsky, you're overthinking this? (laughs) 
<laughs> my overthinking is fun. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> what do you think, Lindsay? Baseball is is LeBron going to play another game pre postseason? In other words, will he play it all in the next nine games? I think he'll play at least one or two games. Yes, for sure. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, he has that thing where he can like will his way, will himself into do things that most humans can't do. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. There's there's a LeBron lover. Um, oh, by the way, just got a, a text, an update from John Ireland from Lakers PR. Shea upgraded to available. Okay. All if right, there have well, been any question, that changes things for tonight's game for sure. Uh, Laura, not necessarily a LeBron lover. I don't mean to put hater on you. That's too strong. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. LeBron play any more regular season games? Uh, yeah, I think at least one. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. He got to play at least one. At least so, one. For so sure. he can justify coming back. But I, I kind of like Andy's overthinking, the second part. Oh, my overthinking's great. Like, oh, this okay. is fun. <laughs> I mean, like, this is some serious was, four-dimensional chess that I I'm playing. I was seriously like, ha 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 like that. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, Mwah. Mwah. Yeah, there's like a mustache twirling. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you got like a man behind the curtain con- pulling the strings, controlling the rumor mill. Yeah, 100%. Like, this is what I want now to happen regardless of how this really <laughs> should play out. <laughs> All right, stick around. It's time for Radio Tinder. San Diego State 55. Alabama, the number one seed in the entire NCAA tournament, 50. 5.39 to go. We're all going to see how this ends together, but Radio Tinder is next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks, Christopher. This can is finally, say, like, for the first time in a while, I feel like we have, like, a good TV theme. Yeah, but can I just say, like, my son, 22 years old, tells me The Office is the greatest sitcom of all time. I tell him, go back and watch The Jeffersons and watch Sanford and Son and then come tell me that The Office is the greatest sitcom of all time. But I don't know about you, AK. I don't really know The Office that well. The Office is funny. Like, I, you know, I love the Jeffersons, love good times, Sanford and Son, like that Norman Lear era that you're talking about all in the family, stuff we grew up on. Office is legitimately funny, though. Yeah, and Cappy, those those uh, shows don't necessarily, like, hold up, like, culturally. Um, and also, I feel like you would love The Office because I think it's right up your alley. Like, it, Michael Scott is your guy. It's super awkward. It's super awkward in a way you would like. All right, well, I've only checked out a couple episodes. I need to get more into it. All right, it's time for Radio Tinder. And, uh, Andy, are you very clear today on swiping right and swiping left? Are I, you 
double checked with Lindsay because as I explained as somebody married it's very important that I don't understand how Tinder works mm-hmm. so I didn't know the difference between left and right okay gotcha all right here we go radio Tinder Lindsay baseball right now all right the new CEO of Starbucks is going to try his hand at being a barista Lexman Narasiman said that he plans to work a shift once a month in one of the company's stores in an effort to stay close to its culture and customers. He was previously an executive at PepsiCo, and he said before becoming CEO of Starbucks, he trained at the company for six months. And part of that immersive training experience was learning how to be a barista. So if you guys were the CEO of a big, huge company, is this something that you would be willing to do? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to swipe right and say 100%. I have a buddy of mine who gave me his business card. I, I, just as I said that, I think I may have it like within hand's reach. Uh, oh, here it is. This guy owns a winery. And um, his, his business card says, proprietor, winemaker, chief taster, sometimes janitor. When you run a business, whether it's gigantic like Starbucks, or in this case, this guy who owns this winery, and you're the CEO, you got to do it all. I mean, that's just the way it goes. So I love the fact, because what was the name of that show? Was it Undercover Boss? Yep. I used to like that show. That is a good show. I, yeah. I liked the one with Hooters. It was very funny. Yeah, I like that. So I think that the Starbucks CEO saying that he or she is going to be a barista once a month and go in there and touch the people, both the customers and the employees, I like that. You know, as long as it's the right kind of touching. Yeah, um, I mean, you can't. You know, you gotta, <laughs> although, you know, otherwise, you, you, you defeat. Yeah, you defeat yeah. the whole purpose you of doing your this. Your job is the CEO, right? I am also swiping right, um, and I can give an example of somebody that used to bartend. Um, I was working at a place in Los Velas. It was a very small bar and easy to get overrun if there were too many people. And one night there were way too many. And me and the other bartender, we were just getting absolutely slammed. We we're running out of glasses, running out of everything. And our owner of the restaurant bar was getting in the way. And we actually asked him, you know what would be a huge favor? Can you go in back and wash some glasses for us? He said, I don't do that. I'm the owner. Oh. Like, really? Really, man? Okay. Okay. I mean, the, the night was a disaster, but he got to show off that he was the owner. See, a good wow. owner would have jumped in and been like, sure, no problem, whatever you need. Absolutely. Like, it's your business. It's going to succeed or fail based on like things you are willing or not willing to do. 100%. Yeah, like like Cappy said, I'm a big fan of Undercover Boss, and I love to see like the, a lot of these CEOs that do that say it's life-changing and it makes them look at things completely differently because they're so – when you're like a big you know CEO, C-Corp, whatever that you know those titles are – I feel like you're very disconnected and disjointed from the, you know, the regular people. So it's good to connect with that. Yeah, especially big companies like that. For sure. All right, next one here. Nearly one in five people suffer from misophonia. Have you guys ever heard of it? No. Misophonia, is that um, having something to do with the soup? No. Miso soup? No. (laughs) No? Okay, I didn't know if people didn't like that soup. I like that soup. Well, if you find the sound of someone chewing loudly annoying, or if the sound of someone slowly sipping their tea bothers your nerves, or if someone, you know, they sniff a little louder than you want, then there's actually a scientific explanation for your irritation. Mm -hmm. A new study suggests that 18.4% of the general population report that certain sounds cause a problem for them, and this is known as misophonia. Misophonia can trigger a strong negative reaction to common sounds such as breathing, yawning, or the sound of someone tapping. 
Do you or anyone that you know have misophonia? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Um, I'm going to swipe right. I do believe that my 16-year-old daughter has this ailment. You know, I'm, I'm just a regular guy, Andy. You know, I'm just a, just a hard-working guy, just trying to make a living. Mm-hmm. You know, just a simple man, really, mm-hmm. is all I am. And, and last night, my daughter and I, we, we uh, shared a little bit of a cauliflower-crusted pizza, you know? And as soon as I start eating it, she starts complaining. Ugh, would you stop with the way you chew? I'm like, where are you going? I'm going to my room. I can't take your chewing. And I'm thinking to myself, is it me and my disgusting chewing, which I don't hear and I'm very self-conscious about now, or does my daughter have misostiliosis? What, what's it called? <laughs> Misophonia. Yes, that. <laughs> Misophony. I think that maybe she has misophonia. I'm going to swipe right on this one, too. I hate, oh, I hate the sound of snoring. Like oh, snoring, oh, snoring yeah. can be brutal for me. I also hate the sound of metal scraping against metal. Oh, Metal scraping against metal is brutal for me. Like I, I love action movies and martial arts movies, but sometimes the sword fights... I can't handle them. Yeah. Oh like, wow, the, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, the Game of Thrones must have killed you. I I didn't get into Game Game of Thrones, but like certain <laughs> stuff, like in Matrix or like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, like a, maybe a John Wick fight. Occasionally, I can't do it. Like if it's clanging, it's okay. But when the metal scrapes, like the, oh, I feel it up my spine. So I have one that literally makes my senses go haywire, and I'm just thinking about it is making my ears like tingle is the sound of um velcro really peel it apart yes oh my gosh it's it makes like the back of my throat hurt and like it's really literally right now making my ears like feel like they're on fire it's so it grosses me out interesting i love like pulling the velcro or the bubble you know like the bubble wrap yeah i like the bubble bubble. i like the bubble wrap bubble yeah i like that noise so i i don't i have one like i hate when people smack gum Oh, that's really gross. Like, it's so annoying. But Cappy, because you're always, like, fascinated with my man, he hates, and you actually told me something about this. I chew ice a lot. He hates when I chew ice. Okay, but wait a second, Queen. He hates that. Do you know that I've recently been chewing ice also? You know why? Your iron deficiency? No. Oh, that's why I chew ice. Not that. No, that's not it. We have at 710... Oh, the second ice. best ice on planet Earth. Andy, have you ever used the ice at 710? It's good. It's, it's good. It's like, it, it's it's almost Chick-fil-A level. You know who is an ice savant? Like, he's an ice savant. He's an ice snob. Like, ice means everything to him. Who? Travis. Well, Tra- he, must lo- he must love the ice at 710. Travis is super. In- uh, he has actually complimented the ice here. It's so good. Travis loves him some ice. Like, he is really particular about his ice cubes and the shape of them and the consistency. He, you could seriously get him to just do an entire segment on ice. Oh, let me tell you something. Lori, you know what I've been been doing? Mm -hmm. I take the ice, I put it in my uh, bottle. What are these these bottles called? Yeah, like the the hydro flask. Yes, hydro flask. I put the ice in there. I put water in there. The ice cubes stay in shape for days. I'm serious. Like, I leave it in my car, and then I just chomp on it. And then I think to myself... I gave Laura a hard time because she was chewing ice on the air, and now I'm doing it. I mean, I did it once. It was I bad. chew ice. But I, so I'm anemic, which is not a good thing, right? But 
you crave like random stuff and I crave ice. So when, and I have this habit and I had it, it's also good when you're trying to lose weight because it thinks that you're eating something. So I, I was like, I'm always chewing ice. And when I'm with my boyfriend, he'll look at me and I'm like, oh, dang. Because he hate like, it really, it's kind of like Lindsay, how she said it makes her ears just like feel weird and like her, like you, the spine thing. Like, it's the same thing with him. He's like, baby, it's not me just being annoyed. It like gives me a reaction. And then I'm like, dang. Yeah, he's like, got I feel misophobia. Bad. Now I'm like, you got issues, baby. You got yeah. miso, misophobia. Got, got miso I wonder if, if there's like a cure or a treatment for misophonia. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Maybe Kevin. hypnosis. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to try hypnosis. I don't. My if therapist recommended it. I was like, mm-hmm, girl, bye. If you want to try hypnosis, Lindsay, let's do uh-huh. it on the air. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Hey, 6657, 118 to go. San Diego State 66, number one overall in the NCAA tournament, Alabama 57. A nine-point game with 118 to go, which most people would think this game's over, but Gonzaga had a nine-point lead over UCLA last night with 114 to go, and UCLA came back, and Gonzaga needed a miracle to win. Let's see what happens. All right, let's get to one more radio tender. All right, last one here. A new poll from Casino Bonus, uh, which surveyed nearly 5,000 people, shows a surprising number of people believe in luck. Turns out 71% of Americans believe in luck. And of those who believe in it, 91% thought they had good luck. Crossing your fingers was the most common lucky superstition, followed by, quote, beginner's luck and throwing a coin into a fountain. For those who believe in game day luck, half believe that a lucky piece of clothing is key to watching their favorite team, while one third stick to the same routine on game day. Do you believe in luck? And if so, do you think that you have good luck? Swipe left or swipe right. Andy, you go first. I believe in in luck, but what I really believe in even more than luck is reverse luck. Like I believe a lot in the power of jinxes. Like if I I'm the opposite of somebody who looks to speak it into existence, I get afraid of speaking it into inexistence. So like there's often if it's something that I want to happen, I will be afraid to actually voice it. Oh yeah. I you know, I've heard you talk about this in the past. It's very strange to me. It is it, it is strange, and again, it goes against the the I think commonly accepted grain of you know the Lavar Ball speak it into existence. A lot of people feel this. I am the opposite. I get paranoid that I'm jinxing myself and taking it out of existence. No, terrible, Andy. You got to you got to switch that. You got to flip it, man. Like uh, I don't recommend floppies. it. I don't no, recommend gotta, it my way. You got to flip it, man. I know. You got to you got to speak it into existence. Is right. You got to plant the seed, manifest it, and then just watch it grow. You've got to speak it into existence. Got to water it. Yeah, you do. Um, Lindsay, back to the question of do you believe in luck? So yesterday I parked at LA Live, and I get out of my car, and I go around my car because I wanted to grab my bag and my my personal belongings, you know. And uh, on the ground was a penny. Now, I, I kind of looked up because I know there's cameras all over the place, and I don't know if I want everybody to see me pick up a penny, you know. <laughs> but it was on tails. Like, tails were up. And I don't ever know, is tails up good luck or is heads up good luck? So I just picked up the penny, and I was like, I put it in my pocket. And I'm like, you know what? This penny is good luck. So I don't know if it really brought me good luck mm-hmm. or if I'm lucky, but I picked up that penny on tails, and I thought it was good luck. Well, tails never fail, so therefore, if somebody had flipped that coin, they would have just won something. So you are possibly having that luck passed along to you. 
I did not know that. But like the heads, yeah, the heads up pennies, like if it's heads up, that's that's like traditionally yeah. seen as having good luck. Oh, really? Yes. But I've never heard of anything with like the tail side up like. Me neither. Being bad so luck, me. I don't know. So, Cappy, what I do, because I'm, I'm with Lindsay, I've only heard like if you see uh, a penny, usually it's a penny, right? But I do it with coins in general. Um, oh, I no. Oh, no. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just Googled. Is finding a penny on tails good luck? Apparently, it's evil. Oh no! Uh-oh. It's evil, Cappy, to find it on tails. Oh, see, gosh. this is a this is why I when I look at a penny and I see it and it's on tails, I flip it over. So the next person that finds it oh. has good luck. Oh, that's very sweet of you. I do that with like, it, and my mom gets so mad because she's like, "You're touching dirty." Like <laughs> money, and I was like, I carry hand sanitizer everywhere. Like, relax, you know. So she, people hate that, but I, I will flip over, specifically a penny. But like, if I see it with anything else, like a dime or whatever, I'll flip it over to be on, um, like on heads, so that somebody I, gets lucky. Can I just tell you guys? Uh, nine seconds ago in this game, San Diego State was up by nine, and I said, but it's not over because mm-hmm. UCLA was down by nine, and they they took the lead with one fourteen to go. There's now one oh eight to go. And Alabama has got this game within four points, all within about nine seconds. So right now, if you're watching this thing, great. If you're not, because you're in your car and you're listening, 57 seconds to go. San Diego State 66, the number one team in the tournament, 62 Alabama. When we return, we'll all see and hear what happens at the end of this game. And it's dealer's choice, and Andy Kamenetsky is in that seat. So stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Yeah, Andy Kamenetsky's in for Sedano. Andy, I don't know if you're watching what's going on here, but San Diego State had a nine-point lead over the number one seed, Alabama. And I said, don't go anywhere because UCLA was down nine with 114 to go last night to Gonzaga. They took the lead. Gonzaga hit a miracle shot and won the game. But Alabama has now got this game to two. It's 66-64. There's 45 seconds to go in this game. And number one looked like they were on the verge of being knocked out, and that was about 30 seconds ago. And the best player on the San Diego State team just hit his first free throw, his first point of the game. The best player on their team has been scoreless the entire game, and he finally just scored here with 45 seconds to go. Yeah, those two free throws were clutch, man. I mean, he came through when he absolutely had to. Oh, you said those two free throws. You're watching the game now? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Laura was helpful enough to put it on for me. Oh, because now I'm just seeing him at the second He's free behind throw because I'm 30 <laughs> seconds behind. Spoiler alert, he I hit know. the second one. I'm always 30 seconds behind. All right, Andy, it is um, Friday afternoon. We are getting ready for a Lakers basketball. Sleeve is coming up at the top of the hour. The last segment of the show, George will defer to me. He calls it dealer's choice and kind of gives me the floor to uh, talk about anything that's really on my mind. And I would like to extend the same offer to you if you have something that you would like to speak on. The floor is yours. Dealer's choice. 
Andy Kamenetsky. Okay, well, there are two things I was going to get into. First, a news uh, a news item that Lindsay passed along that I that I thought I noticed a fine print that might be interesting to the Raider fans out there because I know there's a ton of them, and then might uh, bring up a little succession. Um, TMZ Sports was reporting that two members of the infamous Chicken Ranch brothel, Caitlin Bell and Alice Little, said that they are really excited that Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback for the Raiders, a three-year deal. And Caitlin Bell said, quote, I almost fainted when I heard Jimmy signed with the Raiders. He deserves free sex just for joining our team. But he gets free sex (laughs) for life from us, us being her and Alice, because he's such a legit babe. And a lot of people, you know, just clung to the idea of Jimmy G getting this offer of free sex for life for however long he would like to engage in this um, as a reward for joining the Raiders. But the part of me that jumped out, Cappy, was he deserves free sex just for joining our team. Do you think Caitlin Bell meant Jimmy G specifically? Or if you are a Raider and you join our team in Vegas, like we are trying to launch our identity, the Raiders in Las Vegas, this offer of free sex, maybe even just once, that's open to anybody because that could be a that could be quite the recruiting tool. Yes, it could be. I mean, you could be, uh, you know, on your 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 trip to be, you know, an, a free agent, and they take you there, and they're like, "Hey, we need this guy to be a Raider. Hook him up." Yes, but I do think to answer your question, that this is a Jimmy G offer. It is not an every Raider offer. Mm. I think it's a pure Jimmy G offer. I think Jimmy G's hot. Jimmy G, I, my wife one time we were. I think it was when we were watching the Super Bowl that Jimmy G uh, was playing in. And she happened to notice him on camera, and she's like, man, he is really good looking. I'm like, yeah, he's a good looking guy. She's like, no, really, like, he is hot. I'm like, yeah, he's a really good looking guy. And she's like, wait, look at the way the camera just catches him. Like, <laughs> she pauses this. I, I just walked out of the room. Do you have any issue with your wife telling you that another man is super hot? No. I mean, first of all, with, like, what's she going to say? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy G, he's kind of ugly. Yeah, I mean, like, it's you, not believable. Andy. I mean, compared to you, he's not that hot. But, I mean, you know, Look, other people might think so. We've talked through, like, you know how there's always, like, the mythical idea of the hall pass? What do you mean mythical? <laughs> okay, for, for some couples, it's mythical. I mean, yeah. if for no other reason than, like, if, say, your hall pass is... I'm just throwing out a name. Uh, well, for me, my hall pass is Jennifer Aniston. Okay, Jennifer Aniston. What are the odds that you're actually going to run into Jennifer Aniston, much less actually pick her up, much less actually get her interested? Like, all that stuff. So, in a lot of ways, it just becomes the hall pass, but there's no stakes. Oh, yeah, right. Cappy believes that this is, like, a legit thing that could possibly and may even happen to okay, him. Okay, well, uh, right now, the uh, you asked what are the odds? Right now, 5-1. to one. Now, that's that's not the favorite, but it's also not the biggest. They're offering that the over at Yamava? Like, the, the, that type of bet you can lay down? I mean, I don't think they do. But I'm just saying right now that um, it is totally conceivable that one night I'm going to be out and about. I'm going to be in a restaurant. Jennifer Aniston's going to be there. We'll make eye contact from across the room. I'm her kind of guy. You are. Yeah. And that could happen. Well, okay. Gaming this out further, though, my wife is huge into Chris Evans. She loves Chris Evans, thinks he's just gorgeous. I've thought, we've talked about this. If she actually had an opportunity, to be with Chris Evans, assuming he is good to be around our daughter, he's responsible, he could be a good father figure, that sort of thing, it's actually irresponsible of me to stand in the way of it. 
like all the financial opportunities and connections and stuff like that that Chris Evans could open for my daughter, I shouldn't be standing in the way of that. Yeah. That's very selfless of you. No, I mean really, like it would the the really the most selfless thing and best fatherly move, best family man thing I could do is to break up my family so she could be with Chris Evans. Wow. Wow. I never really thought of it like that. Today, you've, you've actually given us a few things to think about today that have just been, as you called it, like four-dimensional chess. I like to give people things to marinate about on the weekend. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be marinating a lot <laughs> on that one. For real. Yeah. Hey, how about this? 7.9 seconds to go. And in a year where the NCAA tournament has seen so San many Diego dramatic won. upsets, San Diego State is about to win this game. Now, I say about to. But they but won. But Laura is going to spoil it for me. Sorry, 71 to 64. 71 64. A team from the Mountain West Conference who misses two free throws at the end of the game has just knocked off number one Alabama. And to quote my man Chris Morales, it's a final. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. This is incredible. What a run for San Diego State. This is crazy. I'm so happy for these guys because you got to understand something, Andy. I've been close to the program because I was there early on when Steve Fisher was trying to build this program, and um, I've seen so many incredible moments with my kids at these games, and I've seen them make it to the Sweet 16, to see them now get to the Elite Eight, to see them finally, this was the moment. Everybody always says Boise State had their moment when they knocked out um, uh, Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. This was their moment to knock out number one, a big-name brand from a major conference like Alabama. What a win for San Diego State. I mean, it's amazing. Honestly, the best college game I've ever been to in my life was like 30 years ago, randomly went with a friend to a San Diego State basketball game. I don't even remember who they played. It was incredibly entertaining. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Wow, what a day. Oh, Darvin Ham, letting it be known, D'Angelo Russell not playing tonight. Yeah, so now D'Angelo Russell not playing on the Lakers side. And SGA playing on the Oklahoma City side, or at least, at least upgraded to probable? Yeah, up, upgraded, I was told, to available. 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 Uh, Darvin Ham said, reading from Dave McMenamin, it's not too serious, but serious enough where we need to manage him. Russell will be day-to-day going forward. Wow. What a game. I, I, I just love when, when we're on the radio for really cool stuff. Yesterday, that Cal State-San Bernardino game, that was cool. Today, this San Diego State game. Earlier in the week, the USA versus Japan. I mean, when cool stuff is happening like this while we're on the air, this is really awesome. Sliwa has to be through the roof. There's a lot of pressure now. I was going to say, yeah. Congrats to Slee. There's a lot of pressure now on the Lakers to win tonight just so they don't ruin this thing for Sliwa. That's right. Hey, um, this final segment of the show presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves and available wherever fine tequilas are sold. Or you can go to tequilamandala.com. Up your game and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Uh, AK, great to be with you today. This was fun, man. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And next time we do it in person, but not on a Friday because I don't schlep to the office on Friday. Don't blame you, man. It's you your world. Uh, unique, phenomenal broadcast. Lindsay Baseball, outstanding work as always. Here comes Alan Sliwa, and let's see the Lakers get this win tonight. We'll see you guys on Monday. Peace out. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.